Hey guys, welcome back to the Network Marketing Secrets Radio Podcast. I'm Nick Tullis, and in today's episode, first off, Merry Christmas. At the time of recording this, it's uh, it's Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate, and then for everyone else, Happy Holidays, hope you're staying safe, hope you're doing well. Uh, I kind of wanted to make this uh, this one a little short, uh, it's actually a little bit more early in the morning because I'm going to go spend time with some, uh, with my sister. And uh, I really wanted to get this episode out just because, um, to to really uh, this this one thought was in my mind and and I really don't want to miss it, so I wanted to record it right now. But um, this is actually not necessarily more of a marketing principle; it's more of a uh, framework principle that you can use towards your downline, and that is solve the uh, solve the problems of your downline before they join. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, so when I was working in the in, in the kitchen in the Coast Guard uh, and on the boat, we would run into problems a whole lot. And uh, because being being on icebreaker, uh, being out in the middle of the ocean, like there's no help. It's just it's just you, the ocean, and and everybody on the boat. So a lot of times we basically. Um, I don't want to say like we had to make do, but like we had to solve problems before they they kind of uh, um, kind of happened. Everything. One of the biggest problems that that you could ever face is running out of clean water. So on a massive boat like four hundred feet long, um, there's two giant double like you know boilers which pull in seawater, and they boil off the 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 salt water inside the um, inside the water like all the salt in the water. And so it's it's clean. It makes it empty. It may, it's it's just straight H H two O. Nothing else. There's nothing in it. So it just burns all the 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 back, like bacteria, like everything out. But it becomes use safe for the boat to use in terms of to help cool down uh, engine systems, to help uh, do laundry, to uh, actually have running water to wash your hands, to use the bathroom, to shower, to to wash dishes and stuff like that. So like it was very crucial. And. On my last trip, we basically um, we ran into a problem, and that was uh, one of the boilers went down. Uh, and for for a boat as big as that, for like 150 people, like you need both boilers going in order to have like enough clean water running safely, smoothly. Everybody can do the thing, do what they need to do. But when one goes down, we end up going on water restriction, which really sucks, and it did. And I'd say for like a six-month trip, almost 80% of the trip, we were on uh, water restriction that last trip, which means there was uh, um, like the di- di- like dishes were, were shut down, um, laundry was restricted to, to certain times, and being a cook, like we had no, we had no choice. We, literally, we had to, had to uh, get our clothes washed no matter what. We couldn't wait. We had to take showers. There was there was like nothing nothing we couldn't do because in order to keep sanitary to be able to uh, feed everybody and stuff so, um, certain thing like we had to switch from uh, plastic and silverware to uh, to uh, paper materials and one of the things was you have to actually you have to solve this problem ahead of time and I was down in the ship's stores which was next level down like actually two levels down. And it was all the supply uh, storage for the whole boat. And I had been like moving stuff around 
and everything. And I ended up finding uh, a treasure trove full of uh, plastic forks, knives, paper plates, uh, napkins, and, and cups and stuff. So what I did was I ended up consolidating everything into one area. Because like we had stuff scattered throughout the the the, the whole little um, department, the whole room, and everything. So what I did is I, I spent a lot of time out of the kitchen just to one to to cool off, but two, uh, rearranging all that stuff so we all had it in one specific spot. And I ended up uh, basically giving the boat like an extra fifty thousand dollars worth of space for them to buy more supplies for the boat and everything. So it ended up it not only did it work out for them, but it worked out for us and everything. So it was really good. But I ended up finding, um, like, tons of paper plates, tons of paper, uh, I mean, uh, pl uh, plastic silverware, tons of, of cups and everything. So I, I basically rearranged the entire area because one of the things was whenever we send someone down, they never they never could find, like, for the most part, they didn't know where anything was. So I basically, like, I made it to where it's only in two, just one aisle the whole aisle on both sides all the way to the end and everything like you literally walked straight ahead you couldn't miss it so um i moved everything i had like forks on one side spoons right there in front of you and uh, uh, knives on the other and and cups and i made it so that literally anybody could go down walk over to it and grab it so i solved that problem in terms of like there should be no excuse to be for anyone to be like hey go down there go grab it it's lit at the end of the aisle you can't miss it people were still um, like our mess cooks were still like, I don't know where it was. I'm like, dude, just go straight into the end of the, the, the end of the aisle. It's right there. So I, uh, I ended up moving all that stuff and I was trying to solve for the rest of the trip in terms of like save time and everything. So I was trying to solve the problem for if this continued to happen, cause it happened really early on and none of us were happy about it in terms of being on water restriction cause it sucks. So, um, but because of that, we were able, like, I was able to um, consolidate all the stuff we had into one area. By doing that, I was able to pretty much almost save the whole trip in terms of we didn't have to order uh, any, like, paper supplies or anything like that for the entire trip. And um, they asked me, it's like, how much do you think is down there? I was like, honestly, if we, do, if, if we end up staying on water restriction for the rest of the trip, we'll be fine. Um, but, uh, I hope we're not on water restriction for the whole time because it, it sucks, but we'll be fine. Like there's more than enough paper plates. There's more than enough silverware. There's more than enough cups. Like we're, we're totally cool. And unfortunately by 80% of that trip, we ended up being on water restriction, but with all those like paper supplies and stuff, like we were good. Anytime we came to a port call, like we were able to get on, like get on clean water from an, uh, from an attachment from the docks. So we were able to actually have like some decent, like, you know, decent cookware and like to use all this stuff again. But, um, I was able to consolidate and basically kind of like, you know, solve the problem going forward in terms of like, we are good up until this point and everything. Um, but at a certain point we'll like, we'll have to, you know, get back on, um, off this stuff so we can at least say, save it. But like, we'd be really good for a really long time. So, um, it's kind of like I hope I hope that didn't sound like kind of felt like a stretch, but like that was very that was that was kind of me solving the problem for the rest of the trip. I was that was kind of solving the problem ahead of time in terms of I I did, I did a whole bunch of things at once. I took all of our supplies from this from this storage area and I consolidated them into one spot because it was actually getting it was getting a struggle. I was I removed a bunch of stuff we didn't need, 
and I had organized it so that way you can literally just go over there and grab it. So it was like really quick, really fast to be able to get in and get out. I uh, I gave the ship stores like uh, you know more uh, more space and everything, so I helped solve the problem for them, and um, kind of like ba basically I ended up doing like two or three birds in like one stone by doing so. But I also ended up setting setting up uh, setting everything up in terms of for uh, everyone else going forward in terms of like just this aisle alone. This is all you're really gonna need. You, like you guys can like we can really change everything out when we get back and stuff like back home and really start loading out real good. So by doing that, we was able to free up more space to be able to do more things. The, uh, I, I I solved the problem for the department. For anybody coming from here, uh, coming in from here on out, you need to do the same for your downline. For any new people coming onto your team, any new recruits, any new, like any any new teammates or whatnot, you have to figure out the problems kind of going ahead. With being like with us being on like um, me being like being on the boat, there was that there was that uh that possibility of us going on water restriction that is a foreseen uh, 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 problem so we have to be prepared for it uh it's it's a very crucial problem so we have to solve it beforehand so we know what to do the engineers have to solve it beforehand in order to know what to do and they did it just took a lot longer every time they got one boiler up the one came down so that was back and forth for you and your downline find your most common like figure out what is the most common problem that comes up what is the most, probably the top three. If you can solve the top three problems of your downline, you can help prevent future questions and like future problems and stuff. Like ask yourself this, what problems am I solving that helps bring people onto my team? What problems am I solving for my downline that helps keep growing my team, that actually helps him um, uh, get ahead? I can tell you right now, the top two, that I've come across is um, I don't have a warm market or uh, what I, I don't have a big list and I don't make any money actually that is literally the top two reasons in any business you run out of leads and you don't make any money if you can solve these two problems and this is it just as a business in general there's actually a third one uh, but if you can solve the problem of uh, not not having enough leads not generating enough cash flow, and I said cash flow, there's a difference between just making cash and cash flow. Cash flow is recurring, uh, in, like cash, like income and everything. If you can solve that problem. And then the third one is actually fulfillment. That's, that's actually one not a lot of people talk about. If you can solve mainly the first two, then you can actually recruit faster, you can bring people on faster, you can retain people longer, and you can actually set yourself apart from uh, the competition these like I'm focusing on the first two what happens if you run out of leads and what uh, it's like how do you solve cash flow these are the two biggest questions that I am solving for me not only myself but for my team as well so uh, I'm gonna leave you with that ask yourself this what problems are you solving for your downline that makes it much easier to join your downline makes your pitch more uh, attractive makes it makes it makes your offer more irresistible in terms of it's a no-brainer like I like the whole like I said I don't want to bother friends and family majority of my my market yeah 
would would include them but like i don't want to bother them so like that's a completely different thing how can i get in front how can i build a, a lead gen or can't get enough leads that i don't have to worry about it anymore because if you run out of leads you don't make any money and if you're not making any money you can't put that into actually getting more leads so you can't go buy ads or you can't um you know uh, send send packages out to your dream 100 you can't um, you can't buy assets that actually generate uh, income and cash flow. But if you don't have any leads, there's no point. And I can tell you right now, the biggest qu- the biggest response I've seen when pe- uh, um, uh, biggest response I've seen when it comes to uh, the whole leads things, like what happens when you don't have any leads? Like I like I saw a question on on Facebook in one of the groups I'm in, in terms of, well, um, I ran out of my warm market. And I, I, I don't want to quit or anything, but like I, I, I'm, I'm all dried up and everything. I can't tell you how many comments I saw where they said, go through your list again. That is the, the like, I'm sorry. If you went through the first time and it, like you went through everyone, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, more people, you're just not really looking. I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that's, that's not what they're asking. They're, they've hit a wall. This is a problem they need like solved. They don't know how to solve it. And if you're going to say this, go through your list again, it's not really solving the problem. That's not. That's exacerbating the problem. If anything, if you can solve this one, and I'm I'm trying to solve for 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 me and my team too. Like I'm not I'm not hiding the fact that I don't I don't have the right answer, but I don't I don't I, don't, I will have an answer that works for me and my team. You will have an answer that works for you and your team. And that's the whole point. F- solve the problem your way. Solve the problem the best of your ability. I can tell you right now, if you learn marketing correctly, that problem solves itself. So, because you're not, you're no longer asking the question of, like, what happens if I run out of my list? No, you're asking the question is, what happens if I run, like, you, um, you're going to change the question from, like, what happens when I run out of a list? It's like, what happens when I run out of space for my emails? What if I, I run out of, like, I have maxed out on contacts and stuff like that. Like, I'm literally actually capturing more people than I can actually talk to. That's a different problem to have. It's better to have that problem than not. I can't tell you how many times I've seen some of these, like, um, big names and everything like that. And I know uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna th- I'm gonna drop Grant's name in here again, but like I, I have I, I do have much respect for him, but he has a follow up sequence that's that's very particular, and I get that like going through the whole list and everything, you know once you go through it once you know go through it again and everything it's it, it is a numbers game at that point, but mm-mm, we're not we're gonna be doing it differently. I choose to do it differently. I'm not once I burn through, like I'm not burning through a list just to burn through a list and then do it all over again. Because some of these responses that I saw were parroted responses, and it really, I'm sorry, it pissed me off, and that's how you alienate people. That's how you ruin friendships. That's how you ruin connections. There's a difference between marketing and, I don't want to say abusing, but there's a difference between marketing and annoyance. There's one, like, I can't tell you, okay, actually, here, let me, let me refrain, let me refrain this real fast. Look in your emails how many emails a day do you get from like you know from people you follow you don't read why aren't you reading them like you sign up for their email like either like just to get information or not why 
Ask yourself what made you hand over your email address, your contact information to receive this info from this person that you're not reading because there's at least one or two. Find out why. If you can answer that question, you can probably solve a problem. Now, cha- like, in, okay, now change your perspective just a little bit. Move a little, like a mil, uh, a little, uh, a one millimeter for, uh, more. Why did you sign up for ones that you are reading? That's a different question altogether. Figure out those two questions. Why, why did you sign up for ones you're not reading? And why are you signed up for ones you are reading? What may, what's the difference between those two things? Because that's marketing. That's, tar- that's not even targeted marketing. That's free marketing. That's lead generation right there. That's people who are literally trying to build a relationship with you. One, you're ignoring. And two, you're like devouring like crazy. Because there's one of each. If you can figure out that, then you can, back, you can pretty much backwards engineer or funnel hack. You can funnel hack all that. And use it in your business, in your downline. I'm not saying you need to start a newsletter. That's not what I'm saying. You're missing the point. If you start, if you start a newsletter, great. If you if you have really good information that you want to like, you know, pump out every week, great. Do it. That's fine. Totally works out. Like if you if you're a person that reads more, do that. Do a newsletter. Whatever. Um, I'll go more into that in terms of like, uh, like how to actually like kind of target market a little bit a little bit easier and stuff like that. But think of it. Think about that. That person's solving a problem. They're sending information in their way. They're solving a problem their way. They're trying to build a relationship their way. You can do the same. You can model the same. Why do you follow certain people on Instagram? Why do you follow certain people on YouTube? Why do you follow certain people on Facebook? Because there's people that you do on all these platforms you don't pay attention to. And then there are those you do. Figure out why. What's the difference between the ones that you do actively follow and then the ones you passively follow? That could mean the difference between solving a problem for your downline and not solving a problem for you. So I'll leave you at that. Um, just something to think about, especially as we go uh, get ready for like you know the last few weeks of the year. And I know a lot of people are ready for this year to be over. Honestly, if you're looking for the end of it, that means you're not using your time wisely and stuff. So just throwing that out there, not being mean or anything, but um, just change your perspective. That's all. It's just asking different questions. So much love, much gratitude. Stay safe, my friends. Merry Christmas to all those that um, that celebrate. And for everyone else, happy holidays, wherever you are. Hope you're staying um, healthy. Hope you're staying fit. I hope you're um, spending time with family, friends, whatever it is that you need to do to you know enrich your life in such a way where you can give back more than what, you, what you're de- uh, getting and stuff. So take it easy, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.